Welcome back to Not Your Parents PR. I am your host, Marla, and now that my body is no longer abducted by the Taylor Swift series, I am ready to get back to my regularly scheduled episodes for now, of course. Um, Who knows what the future will hold. Today, I am really excited to get into the world of design. So to be clear, I am not a designer by trade. My design education truly stopped at Graphic Design 101 back in college. So bear with me here, but I do have six years of industry experience. So writing is my beloved true skill set, but I do believe that it's essential to bring copy and design together when creating marketing materials. It is so important to understand how they work together and how they don't. So all that to say, just because you have good copy, a beautiful tagline, for instance, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fit on the design or even belongs on the design in the first place. And just because you have a beautiful design, it cannot replace good copy. So a beautiful design might be beautiful, but if your copy falls flat, it's just not going to work together. So it's really critical to keep that in mind as you are either the designer or the writer. So looking at the industry landscape between both big agencies and small, I know that there are so many instances where someone has to put on a few different hats for their job. So I know there are a ton of PR professionals out there who have to also be designers. And for me, I feel really lucky because I've always had this like creative side to me that I've been able to put on my design hat at my agency. And I really think it's great to build both skill sets. So thankfully, we do have automated tools and templates like those in the graphic design software Canva, which we love, that make our lives a little bit easier. But I just want to say this firmly, while we do have automated tools and templates, there is nothing that can replace a designer's expertise. So Canva, I love you, but we all need designers in our lives. So all that to say, if you are a PR professional in a similar position where you might have to design a quick social post or design an employee handbook or presentation, you are in luck. Because even if you don't have to design these pieces directly, you will have to give feedback on them. So this is going to be an important lesson for us all. So I'm here to give you some simple tips um, with the help of my amateur design brain and with the help of a real living, breathing designer I used to work with, Tyler McCoy, which I hope I'm saying your name right, Tyler. So Tyler has the like masterful ability to create a design from imagination to reality. And I think you will really like his tips for this episode. So let's get started. I organized this based in the stages of a design. So number one is finding inspiration. So before I start on any project, I like to get clear on the intention behind it. Did I always used to be this way? No. Do I always follow this advice? No. But I am an incredibly impatient person at times, so please do not be like me. Before you begin a design, get clear on the goal. 
So the goal might be if you are, let's say, telling an audience about an event. Um, you might be a new soda company that is trying to pop off on a shelf up against the Coca-Cola's Pepsi's of the world. Figure out what is the most important thing your audience needs to learn in two seconds and then work from there. For finding inspiration, I like to you know, sit and stare at my wall and wonder. I like to go on Pinterest. And I, I also just like to see what my favorite brands are creating. And remember, when you are finding inspiration from other brands, it doesn't have to be in the same industry. You can find design inspiration for someone selling hamburgers to someone selling health supplements. Just go with me on this. Inspiration can be found anywhere. So that's my advice. Tyler's advice is to step away from the screen. He says, go walk your dog, go get a sandwich. And sometimes the best ideas come when you are taking a shower. As he says, design and inspiration is everywhere from the handwritten bodega sign to the crazy agency case study that you, you may have read recently. Tyler included this in his notes to me, and I'm going to drop it in the show notes. But he really loves this funny meme that says, looking at graphic design is not designing. And again, I will link it, but the note also says, spending all day on design blogs is not productive, which is so true. Another thing that Tyler said is that when you see or stumble upon an amazing design, what you're looking at is hours of hard work and you have to remember that. So I love this notion because sometimes I think we can all fall into the trap of looking at a billboard or a social post and being like, that looks so beautiful. And it's so, maybe it's so simple and it might, you know, you might fall into the trap of thinking that it was easy to create and having sat by myself designing things for hours and hours, the best pieces of art, you know, they take a really long time. So good design does not come easy. And just remember that, um, especially if you are on the, um, on the other side of giving feedback. So I'm going to move to the next segment. Number two is getting started with your design. So I will say this gently, unless your brand that you're working with, maybe it's your client, allows you to use all colors of the rainbow, you know, any pattern, any color, whatever the case might be, I need you to stick to the brand colors. You didn't work so hard on that brand guide to throw it away. And I will say this, when you're designing something, it can feel really mundane to use the same colors over and over again. And I totally hear you on that because I've fallen into that trap as well. But your audience will recognize your brand because it's yours. So you can play with things like photography, um, different, you know, yeah, I'd say photography is a good example there. Um, you can play with elements like that, but also sticking to your brand colors. And if you find creative new ways to use them, like maybe you throw them into a pattern background or you decide to really focus on one color over the others and play with like, you know, some white space in the background, it really can help you a ton. So all that to say, that is if you have a brand guide. Now, if you don't and you have a free reign on a project, that's a different story. So if you're starting from scratch, 
pick a color palette that you find inspiring. I believe the general rule of thumb is five to seven colors at a time. So I wouldn't go beyond that because then again, you aren't going to lose your individuality. So I really like following M. Connors, who she's the founder of Creative Bodega. And she always gives awesome design tips. Um, Madeline and Erica from my team turned me on to her. She is incredible. And I will link her in the show notes as well. But what she recommends doing is when you're out in the world is, you know, let's say you're like walking down the street and you see a flower box and a front lawn that you love. Take a photo of it not to be creepy to your neighbors, but take a photo of it. And then you can upload that photo in software like Canva and pull the color codes to get started. I love this tip. I use it all the time and I highly recommend. So that's for color finding, you know, getting started with color. For fonts, um, one of my old roommates who was a designer, she gave me a great piece of advice that I remember I showed her some design and it was like creative and interesting and kind of wild, but she looked at me and she said, you know, Marla, your audience needs to read this easily. And I realized I chose a font that wasn't totally legible. It was cool, but it wasn't legible. And that piece of advice always stuck with me. So choose simple fonts. I love choosing a font that has multiple weights. So like bold, thin, medium, so you can switch up the look and never forget that you can also play with things like letter spacing or all caps versus lowercase, which can make the more boring standard fonts look a bit more interesting. So Tyler's advice on getting started for fonts specifically, he recommends to use the font you like the best, the one that kind of like jumps out at you, you feel good about it in your gut, go with that one. And he recommends that there are better fonts for body copy, again, things that people will be reading more meticulously. But if you are really hyped on a font, as he says, it will be more fun to design and translate into the end results. I agree with that. Okay, we are moving on to number three, which is editing. So as a tortured creative myself, um, there's nothing I love more than procrastinating on a project, then designing it, then loving it then hating it. And then the next day wanting to start all over and pretend it never happened. And this whole process usually involves a lot of coffee. And then I develop one of, you know, those like eye twitches. And I, sometimes I even rock one of those little red stress lines you get in your eyeball. Um, so don't be like me, be better. <laughs> um, so as you're editing your design, be clear, be really, really clear on what you want changed and then move forward slowly proceed with caution. One of my dear, dear friends from home, her name is Rosa, shout out Rosa. She recently took on the task of designing her own website and it turned out awesome. But before she started, I gave her a very loving lecture um, to take edits one page at a time. And with every round, write down your edits and just address one at a time because it can be so tempting. Like let's say if you're designing a website page, it can be so tempting to start editing. Let's say you were just going to change one of the headlines. And then you might look at the photo you chose and go, Oh, I want a different photo. And then you just start looking for photos. And then all of a sudden it's an hour later and the design process can be fun, but you need to nurture your creative spirit and treat it well. So like, don't burn yourself out on the small details you can fix once you have a clear head. 
So that is my, my firm lecture. So I would say my piece of advice here is keep your design simple as possible, especially if you are coming from more of a beginner standpoint, because candidly, some of the best design pieces I've seen are choosing a really cool font with black text on a white background. And that will always jump off the page and it will always make sense to your reader and it will look cool. So this is Tyler's advice on editing and some of the biggest design mistakes people make. So kind of like what I was saying earlier, Tyler found that a lot of people tend to over-design and then miss the point of what they're trying to do. So he says he worked on a project recently where he got lost trying to make the project look aesthetically pleasing and designy, and then ended up losing sight of the message he was trying to achieve. Tyler has a great, great quote here. So he says, the difference between an artist and a designer is that a designer has a specific goal and a brief to achieve versus an artist where the work is a reflection of the artist or the feeling they're trying to portray. Mic drop. Beautifully said. So he says to end, as a designer, you have to take a step back from your work and look at the goal of the project as a whole, which is well said. Okay. Are you still with me, everyone? I hope you are. Okay. So number four, we're going to get into the finer details. So I just want to leave you with a few little details to keep in mind. Who knows? I might do another episode on all of this because I think it's really fun to talk about. And I just want you to remember at the end of the day that you want your audience's eye when they see your piece to like dance on the page easily. But think of it like a coordinated ballet dance that's super graceful, not a chaotic flash mob. You don't want your audience to look there and then there and then over there. And if you watched this video, you would see I'm pointing all over the place. But yeah, you just need to keep it really simple and clean and simple always wins. So a few premises I want to talk about is alignment. So first off, just before you hit publish, this mistake I make all the time is not making sure that everything is centered or left centered, whatever alignment you're going with, just make sure it's really clearly in alignment at all times, because that is the first thing your audience will notice is a mistake like that. Um, also make sure the spacing is even in between lines. So, you know, if it's like 1.2, two, whatever you're trying to go for, just make sure it makes sense throughout the copy that you're using and working with. And then always double check to make sure your colors are correct, because especially if you're working, I mean, you probably are working on a laptop, depending on the way your screen is tilted, the colors might show up a little bit differently. So you might not catch really minuscule details. So for instance, I always confuse cream and white. So always just do a quick check for that as well. So specifically for copy, I want to give you this tip that's also one of the biggest mistakes I see being made. So if you have a paragraph and let's say it's four lines long, if the three lines all look about the same length, that's great. But then if the fourth line has one word, so it's hanging out by itself, treat words like your best friends. Don't leave them lonely. It's going to look odd if you have like chunky text and then it's just one word for the paragraph. I hope you all can visualize that. 
but I will make a graphic to explain all of this on our Instagram. But it's a really easy mistake to make, but it's simple to avoid. When I asked Tyler what his tips were specifically for social media on the little details, he noted that people have very, very short attention spans, especially on social media. So you end up with the tricky problem of making something that is visually striking while also getting your message across. So he says a very simple method, I hope you all know it well, is the KISS, keep it simple, stupid method. He recommends not too much copy, legible fonts, and as he said earlier, go back to the first question of designing based on what the actual goal of the post is. Truth. Okay. Now that that rambling section is over, I will leave you all on an inspirational quote from Albert Einstein, because why not? He says, creativity is intelligence having fun. Well said, Albert. What a good premise for all the designers out there. Okay. By the way, it's crazy that we don't have sponsors yet, but until we do, today's episode is brought to you by our lovely pretend sponsor, Golder Folder. As designers, I know you have a million little files on your desktop, so if you need help organizing, Golder Folder has you covered. Golder Folder is a free app you can install directly on your laptop that turns all of your folders on your desktop into design magic. Essentially, your folder will shine bright gold when you put an item in the folder. So when you drop it in, it turns gold. It's beautiful. So who said organizing can't be fun? Not me. Use code hashtag goldrush at checkout to receive 0% off your entire order. Thanks, everyone, and have a good one. Talk to you soon.